24 second podcast. We are back. Dren, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about the Portland Trail Blazers game last night and the Phoenix Suns game last night. As everyone knows, the Phoenix Suns won by 30 points against the Los Angeles Lakers. But Arshu, before we get into that game, let's get into your game. As many people who listen to this podcast know, you are a Portland Trail Blazers fan and a Damian Lillard fan. What is next for them after that game? Well, I think, you know, we got to see how these how this series plays out. Um, game six, game seven will be interesting to see. I think for me personally, though, looking kind of a, a little bit ahead, I'm looking at the offseason. Last night, Damian Lillard gave, gave it his all. You know, he was a flamethrower from three, clutch shot after clutch shot. I, I feel like this isn't even arguable at this point. I think Damian Lillard is the clutchest player in the league, like, the amount of big shots that he hits consistently. And even, even if you want to look at it from a, you know, a stats perspective, which again, doesn't always tell the full story, his true shooting percentage, the amount of points in the clutch, all those were, were number one or number two in the league. That's, that's insane. And he did that over the course of the regular season. And now we're seeing it in the postseason, right? Um, and so I, I genuinely think like, you know, even if he had a little bit more help yesterday, you know, if the Blazers had made maybe three, four more shots and they didn't in overtime, second overtime, outside of Dame. I'm talking about the non-Dame guys. They would have won that game. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think it's time to trade CJ and fire Terry Stotts. Um, you know, you, you know, you don't get a talent like Damian Lillard, like, easily, right? You got to throw your assets and, and give him, a, give him a, a legitimate chance to just win, Um and so, you know, if, if I'm Neil Oshley, the, the GM for the Blazers, I'm looking into packages for, for playmaking defenders. And, and I'm honestly looking around building a backcourt of Damian Lillard and Norman Powell and, and finding players that, that fit their, um, you know, fit their style of play. Damian Lillard's more of a three-point score, but he's, again, he's a three-level score. He can, he can beat you in the paint. He can beat you, you know, in the mid-range. Norman Powell's a slashing three-point shooter. And I think um, – you know, finding, finding players that, that work well together around them. Um, we know Norm this year has been pretty good defensively and he shot the three ball pretty well this year too. Um, I think they need to find more wings that are more athletic and long um, and, and especially defending playmaking wings. So that, that's kind of my two cents on it. What, what do you feel? And I think a lot of that depends on what you said to start your argument. And that was that, it matters where the Blazers finish. If the Blazers end up winning the series, we could not be talking about C.J. McCollum, right? If the Blazers go out in the first round here, they're already down 3-2. Next game is in Portland. If they lose the series, then the sh- uh, the focus will shift to what can the Blazers do this offseason. But I want to talk specifically about something that happened in the fourth quarter and overtime last night. Specifically, the first overtime and the second overtime. And that was the inability of Damian Lillard's teammates to help him when it mattered most. I have a statistic here for you that in overtime and double overtime, Damian Lillard had 17 points on six of eight shooting, while his other teammates in overtime and double overtime had two points on one of 19 shooting. That is completely unacceptable for a team that literally has a guy that's making everything and putting everything on the line and you're just there not even helping him. That's just the most, something I wanted to talk about because you look at Damian Lillard and he's 
shooting shots on the parking lot left and right and making them, but his teammates, teammates have two points in five, uh, five minute overtime, five minute double, overtime, so two points in ten minutes. You know, and I'm interested to see if they do move CJ. You know what they could get back. Um, I was kind of thinking before this this episode started, before we started recording, I was looking at wings, um, especially defending wings. Uh, not so much playmaking, but just in general, I was looking at you know good defenders. Um, and I was I was looking around the league, and of, of course, any team wants Kawhi Leonard. Any team wants um, you know Ben Simmons, and so I'm not going to talk about those guys. Um, but what, the player that I was looking at was, um, you know, Tobias Harris and, you know, the, the, the 76ers have needed a, a shooting guard, a guy who can handle the ball, um, in their backcourt for the longest time now. And Ben Simmons, of course, he's, he's a great ball handler, but his, he's not the ideal point guard for a team. Right. Um, and so I was looking into guys and I, just Tobias Harris, you know, if, if the 76ers don't make it that far, let's say they lose in round two, which, again, I don't know how likely that is. Um, they'll probably make the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but if they lose if they lose against, you know, the, the Hawks, it looks like, um, you know, do they, do they try to make that move? Do they try to trade Tobias Harris and try to revamp for themselves, you know, bringing in Kyle Lowry and, and C.J. McCollum? So Tobias Harris is an interesting one. This one, I'm not so sure that the Hawks would do, um, but I would honestly look into ways of acquiring either John Collins or, um, or a guy like, like uh, DeAndre Hunter um, and trying to build defensively. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, I think, I think everyone on this roster is going to be on the trade block except for Dame. They'll probably try to put it together for a year or two, and if it doesn't work out, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to trade him and rebuild. Acquiring a defensive piece via trade or uh, free agent signing would be a, an ideal situation for Portland because as seen in this specific series, both of these teams are really good offensively, but they both play like fast-paced basketball that like they're, they're not really the best defensive team. So it's literally just who shows up better on the offensive end. That's who's been winning these games. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And I think there's 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 a lot of times, and just talking about Terry Stotts real quick, I think there's a lot of bad lineups that he's been putting out there. Um, you can't play Melo and Cantor together. Like, you know, I understand they played Cantor last night, but he's been cooked, cooked me every time he's been against Jokic. You might as well try something else at that point, right? Like, you know he's going he's gonna to get scored on. Might as well try something different. And so – I would like to see again Stotts get fired because I just don't think he's he has that sense of what a, a lineup should look like in key moments. And I think sometimes offensively, if I'm being completely honest, as much of, of an offensive guru um, as he as people call him, there's a lot of plays where it's just Damian Lillard making them. Like he's setting the guys up, he's the one who's who's running the play. And so I I I've, I've, I don't think it's worth it at this point. And that's something we've been talking about in this podcast where it's not just trade signings that have to happen for Portland. It's front office and managerial changes as well. Um, and so that's enough Portland Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets talk. It'll be amazing to see what happens. Game six in Portland. Portland has to win that game. If not, they lose in the first round. And we'll see serious changes come the postseason. Uh, 
But let's transition now, Arjun, to the Los Angeles Lakers and Phoenix Suns, where the Phoenix Suns confidently beat them by 30 points, 115 to 85. I want to touch on two things here before you get into your thing. And those two things are, one, I'm going to give the Los Angeles Lakers some um, – I'm going to – what's the expression i'm going to cut cut them some slack or whatever because they have had the shortest off season in nba history 71 days it was evident through their um injuries in the regular season and now it's very evident in the playoffs that they are not 100 healthy and that definitely i'm not saying if they had a really long um a uh, really long off season that they would have swept everyone left and right but th- the fact that they had short an off season in nba history is a key factor in why this season they haven't been able to be themselves at 100%. On the other hand, I want to critique them. I want to critique them because in a game that is a do or die situation in Phoenix without Anthony Davis, the supporting cast of LeBron James did not step up. There is no reason that two of your starters in Dennis Schroeder and KCP should have zero points. They played 41 minutes combined and they have zero points. Markeith Morris had four points in a game where he started. Andre Drummond had seven points. LeBron James had 24. Like, there is no reason that the starting five of the Los Angeles Lakers should have 35 points combined. And that is a key factor in why they lost last night, especially when the, the Phoenix Suns bench and starting five came to play. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, Dennis Schroeder this year, it's weird. Um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, he, he's a, he's this, you know, good point guard. I question sometimes how good he actually is. Like he was phenomenal for the, for the thunder. And I don't want to take any, anything away from that, but I feel like there's more of an expectation on him this year to be that third option. And he just hasn't lived up to it. And, you know, part of it is he's in a starting role now, which makes it so much more harder for him because he came off the bench and okay. See it. Another part of it is I just don't think he's been that effective. And I just don't think he really – sometimes I question if he, if he really wants to be in Los Angeles. Um, Does he want to be because he rejected the extension? But what I said before is more related, like you said, to Dennis Schroeder because KCP only played 15 minutes last night and Markeith Morris only played 10 minutes. But they're still starting. They still have to have an impact. And the fact that the starting five of the Lakers only had five points is a major uh, – 35 points is a major concern. Yeah, and I, it's just – it's disappointing to see. I mean, you look at guys um, as well. You know, Taylor Horton Tucker had a, had a double-double. But is, is that really worth it? Should have, shouldn't they have been more aggressive for Kyle Lowry? Are they in this situation if Kyle Lowry is a, is a Los Angeles Laker? I mean, they could really use him right now. Um, and that's what we said, you know, during the, the, the trade deadline. They, they needed to add a third option. Um, you know, the, the West has gotten better. The East has gotten better. The Lakers – haven't really gotten better. I mean, you can say that Dennis Schroeder was this big acquisition, but he hasn't lived up to it. And you knew that. Um, and so for me, I think, again, we, we knew that the shortened off season was going to be rough on them. Um, there's, they've had a lot of injuries, but going back to Los Angeles down three, two, I don't want to say they're out. Um, they could definitely win the series still, but with an injured Anthony Davis, LeBron, who I think is more so near 60 or 70% compared to years past because of the ankle injury. It's hard to, it's hard to pick them over the Suns. I, I, I have a feeling the Suns are going to win this series. The winner of this series would play the winner of the other matchup that we just talked about, the 
Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets. So that would also be a great series. But Arju, is there anything else you want to say about these two teams? I feel like we did a good job of touching the main points for each specific series. Um, no, nothing, nothing to say. Just shout out Cameron Payne. Had a great game last night. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that wraps up our discussion for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave a like and subscribe. But uh, but for now, we'll catch you next time. Peace.